Hello and welcome to Careerview Mirror. I'm your host, Joelle Crawford, and we have a very special guest, Miss Christine Ramsey, who is a life empowerment coach. She has been in this space speaking, coaching, and being a DEI consultant for over six years, but she has a lot more experience to share, which is why she's on the show today. And both of us are sporting our red or red family um, unbeknownst to us, I didn't even know that it's Dyslexia Awareness Month and red is their color. So I am honoring this. I just intuitively honor Dyslexia Awareness Month. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. We've got Mental Health Awareness Month. We've got Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But this is your lane, Christine. Neurodiversity is your lane. DEI is your lane. Speaking about it is your lane. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joy. I'm so excited to be here and have a conversation together. Yes. So, so tell me a little bit more about, if you looked into your career view mirror, tell me a little bit more about how you got into this space at all. Like, how did it find you or did you find it? <laughs> I, I love this question because it's like my why came and found me. <laughs> um, didn't know this was going to be my career path. So I was in marketing, in sales for the first kind of 11 years of my life, I went to school and I was like, oh, what am I going to study? Chose business because it's like, oh, you know, everything's a business. So let me start there. Mm -hmm. And it came to a point I was doing, you know, I, I liked my job. But I didn't love it. I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling me in a way that I wanted my career to. Mm -hmm. So my why came and found me through my son. Um, at the time, my son uh, was three. And he was diagnosed with ASD, autism syndrome uh, disorder. And so I look at that pivotal moment because mm -hmm. I remember exactly where I was. I was at my kitchen table seeing this diagnosis with which right now to me, you know, seems silly. Like I was crying and I'm like, this is actually a huge blessing. But at right. the moment I was just shocked and seeing this news. And my husband, my spouse asked me the question is, you know what, it's, it's a label. What are we going to do about it? Right. And in those moments, I was like, you know what? what are we going to do about it? This is what we're going to do about it. I'm going to shift my entire career and really dedicate myself to a space where I feel like all people are seen, heard, valued, celebrated, and loved. And it came in that one moment because I said, this is what my life I've been prepared to do. You know, I grew up with, you know, this joy, like grew up with my immigrant parents. They're Armenians from Iran. So my first language is Armenian. And growing up, you know, you see a lot of beauty that comes with having this rich cultural upbringing, but the same sense, you know, you see a lot of bias and stereotyping and um, just really a lot of challenges that comes with feeling like you're different. Yes. And so in like one moment, it's hard to describe. It was like this, like feeling of what am I doing with my life? And this really like this purpose of mine became so um, just fueled me. I said, this is the space I want to be. I want to create spaces for people, for organizations where people feel like their authentic selves belong. Like, you know, really they feel their, their passion and, and um, know that they have this inner genius within each of them, that they can do anything that they want in life. <laughs> that is fantastic. And I mean, did you just like literally turn on a dime as you were sitting there at the kitchen table and you're like, I got to get out of this marketing job or sales job and switch it up? I mean, did you do research or did it just feel like just, it was just like a, 
snap judgment. Like how did the process go from, from learning about your son to moving into the space, into the DEI space? Yeah, I st- well, I start, so I said, okay, what can get me closest to this type of role? And, and back then, you know, even diversity, equity, inclusion roles didn't really exist. Right. Um, so I said, okay, where can I really help people? And so I felt with a business background, right? Like I knew a little bit about HR since I interacted with a lot of HR colleagues. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the space that I kind of want to be in. So I took a kind of a whole leap in the sense that I started over in HR and I started up to apply for HR positions. Mm-hmm. Now they were um, positions that were kind of, again, on the lower end of what where I was. Mm-hmm. And I always say, it's like, I took a step back to then take a leap forward. Yes. And I encourage others who are in that space of being in a position for 10 plus years and not feeling fulfilled. Sometimes it's okay to explore options that will get your foot in the door on just yeah. something that you really love to do. And then be able to climb that ladder, um, knowing that you're, you know, fulfilling your purpose. So that's what I did. I was very thankful. The leader who brought me into the organization, we're still great friends today. She saw a lot of transferable skills. So yep. it's really like how I was positioning myself around these are the critical skills that I have learned, and also bring that diversity perspective to my role, which was. Um, you know, again, ways that my mentors were helping me craft that story, right? Because yeah. I think that's important to find those mentors in your life that can help translate that story for you um, as much as you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I got my foot in the door into HR and just um, kept, kept um, you know, exploring different roles and, and finding, you know, my path forward. So you chipped away and honestly, um, it can be really scary to take that kind of step back to move forward. And I've done it a couple of times. It's almost like you're on a, a, in a car and you kind of, you know, put it in reverse or, or turn the wheel a little bit. You know, I like to say to my clients that we're in the driver's seat of our career and um, it's not a career ladder. It's a lattice, you know, because there's all these different ways that you can move back and forth and you do need to, to adjust for that and, and think about, you know, well, you know, am I going to make this financial decision? You know, not only financial, but career decision, overall professional decision to, to move into a completely different um, organization. And it's hard to get into HR. So good for you for being able to identify your transferable skills. Now, this little bonus question that I never asked that I was going to ask you, told you I was going to ask, but what were some of the transferable skills that you took from marketing and sales into human resources for those that are looking to get into HR? Yeah, well, I had a, um, it was, so I had a very unique role as well, like where um, I was leading people um, within, within my role. So I brought in a lot of the leading programs, leading people, um, being able to display my competencies around, you know, what leadership developments that I've had. Um, So I brought, you know, those skill sets to the table. My marketing background actually was a really uh, key skill that I brought. Like you would think like, Okay, Mark, what does marketing have to do with HR? Well, oh, I do. I know. <laughs> 20 years in it. It's very important. <laughs> yeah, it's very important. You know, the communication aspect and the marketing of programs and how are you bringing the change management to, um, to the function and how are you bring it back to the business. 
um, that, and then, you know, my, my selling skills of really the interpersonal um, connection. So those are some key skills that um, the leader at the time saw and said, okay, yes, you don't know fundamentally like HR programs, but that's okay. You have all these transferable skills and we're going to teach you. So I, I went back and got uh, my master's. I'm still in my master's. <laughs> Nine years, I'm still in my master's. Hey, um, you're still doing <laughs> it. You haven't given up yet. <laughs> I haven't given up yet. But um, started with, you know, a human resource development and, you know, started a master's program. It's taken me again a few years, but as you said, it's okay. It's a journey. Yeah. Um, and so I say it's, it's always okay to come into a space that's unknown to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you learn the most um, when you're able to take that leap. And you go back to the question around the financial piece of it. Um, the, like, I just want to be super real. It was a big financial leap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a position that would pay me, you know, a lot less. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was tough. Um, that's something that my spouse and I kind of struggled, but we, you know, did a lot of downsizing. We did a lot of things that, you know, to make it work, um, you know, but it was tough. It was a tough couple of years um, to go through that. But I say it was worth every, <laughs> every moment of that, just because it really was my passion to, to be in this space. Right. And you know, it's, it's not the change that does this and it's the messy middle, right? So it's not, not the beginning of the change or the end of the change. It's all that in between but it can, it can really, you can really reap the benefits of all of that. So uh, that's a message out there for all of our watchers and listeners, you know, our audience is that, you know, it might be scary to take that step back. And, and it's really important to look at whether you can financially do this. Um, you know, maybe find an opportunity outside of the organization if you can't take a step back by volunteering to be on a board as their HR person or what have you, so that you can get that experience while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing um, in the meantime. But there's always a way, right, Christine? Always. And I think it stems a lot from my background with my parents. Like I saw, I mean, they came to the U.S., right? Like through war. I mean, they've, they've been through a lot. And I'm like, they were able to make it here, you know, through all the turmoil, through all the incredible resilience that they've had. And it almost goes back to the, I know we've talked about this word, Joyce, the surrender, right? Like truly saying to yourself, I trust my intuition fully. Mm -hmm. I'm going to surrender to whatever kind of outside being that you believe in. For me, it's God, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for others, it could be different and almost surrender to those beings like you're going to be taken care of know that your intuition is guiding you in the right way and really be able to trust it. Yes. And that's kind of a family lesson that I've seen with my parents. They've built so much and they kept trusting their intuition and, and surrendering their faith um, throughout, throughout their lives. So that's, I know it's a little bit deep there, but. Yeah, oh, but it's great. It's a great yeah. value to instill in your children and to others and through the work that you're doing. Um, you heard the call and you, you answered it. And so, and you're able to impact so many lives, um, you know, not just in your home base, which is the most important, but you're able to do this um, for so many other people um, and making sure that those who don't feel seen, heard um, or understood can be seen, heard and understood. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Did you have to, like, I know that you said you went back, you're getting your master's in, in human resources. 
for DEI work or even more specifically in neurodiversity um, work that you do, did you have to get any types of certifications or, or um, you know, licenses or anything like that to work in that space? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely like, um, we all have to be lifelong learners, right? And I think it does stem, especially of the DEI work is doing a lot of self-reflection and deep self inner work. Mm -hmm. So yeah. from being certified, I would say becoming certified in social and emotional intelligence, um, definitely doing a lot of self-discovery, you know, of um, your own unconscious bias. Uh, so I, I got certified in, in the neuroscience of inclusion through this company called Brain Skills at Work. They're fantastic. Um, also really understanding the fundamentals of the DEI work. So really, um, I went through an amazing program through National Diversity Council that they actually certify you as a diversity professional and they do week-long programs that are absolutely just fantastic because it's not only the self-reflection, but it's truly understanding um, the various privileges and um, you know really understanding the fundamentals to the equity conversation. And so it really digs deep into right. what does it mean to create change um, within DEI. And as much as we say we love our passion, it does go beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, continue to be a lifelong learner and, and self-critique and self-evaluation and self-awareness and how we can champion and advocate for others um, when we can truly recognize that within ourselves. Um, so those are just some, you know, there's a yeah. lot, a lot more that I'm learning every day, like, mm -hmm. you know, just new language, new ways of um, exploration, but I always find the inner work is the most important. Um, you know, I found very much so the reason why I'm so connected to belonging is because for so long, I haven't owned my own power through connection and belonging. And so it's like, it's pretty fascinating that the things that you almost um, want to help people kind of solve is things that you're, you know, exploring for yourself. Oh. It's a mirror, like yeah. <laughs> it's a mirror. So, um, so there is just a lot of richness that I'm learning about, you know, why I felt um, compelled to really dig deep into what connection and belonging means. Um, so that's, that's huge. That is really huge. And, and, and I think a lot of, you know, DEI is very hot, 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 hot. Um, and, uh, and I know that, you know, I've, I've gotten a certification, the University of Southern Florida, they're the MUMA College of Business, uh, School of Business, they gave out free uh, DEI certification. So I took advantage of that. Um, but I think that there's a lot, like you said, about self-work that needs to, be, to, needs to happen first before you start working in that space. Because I'm not there yet. I know that that is not my lane yet. I'd like to incorporated in my leadership coaching, but I just feel like uh, there are still some things that trigger me and I might turn into like Samuel Jackson be like, you know, yes, he deserved that. I hope he burns now. Like, you know, I just feel like my anger, <laughs> my inner anger um, towards certain things may need to, need to be resolved a bit more uh, before I, I get into that space. How do you know when you're ready? How do you know that you've done the, the self-work in order to help others? Because I know I'm not there yet. I, I mean, I think it's just this, it's, it's leading with curiosity, with almost this way of saying, uh, how, can, how can you help foster a place where people do feel like they're, they belong and that you know, they 
are doing the work. Um, it is hard. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I go through these periods too of like, how do you not understand how, you know? And so there, there are those periods as well. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat that by all means. Um, but I think for me, it's, it's just, you know, on the broader scale of like, truly, you know, if there is that one person that I'm impacting is that one person that I'm impacting. Um, and I can't change everyone. That's what the thing is like, you got, you have to know to be open to change yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of it is how do you awaken humanity? How do you awaken people's consciousness? And so like, as a leadership coach for yourself, sure, yeah. like you do that already, you awaken, right? Um, conscious leaders. And that's, I think the huge, um, what's the, I guess, what's the word, the stepping point to, mm-hmm. to helping foster um, the work. Uh, there's this awesome quote, I actually wrote it down. So I was like, I want to make sure I tell, tell your audience this because it was so powerful. I read the other day, Brene Brown, she wrote an love amazing, her. love her. And she wrote an amazing quote. Can I share it with you? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, she goes, true belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. And I was like, that is so perfect because um, so oftentimes, you know, people are holding back, not owning their own power. You know, so much that goes into it is when we can really be able to um, you know, be conscious to our own dimensions of diversity that mm-hmm. <laughs> really lean into that. That is wonderful. It's beautiful. Is that, is that, uh, what book is that from or what? Book? I, um, I can't remember. She, I think she, it's like, it's like, um, something in the wilderness, mm-hmm. brave in the brave wilderness. wilderness or <laughs> I hope she's not listening. She's going to be like, she's hacking up my title, but we love you, Brene. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know she she took my quote but can't promote my book you know, you know it's, it's it's some good good Brene Brown goodness um and we we love her so I but I, I love that quote because it is it's true um there is a lot of times where people are challenged with uh changing who they are so that they can fit into this box this corporate box of 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 belonging um whereas I think the box needs to expand uh, instead of us fitting in, I think the box needs to envelop us, right? Um, exactly, and that's right. Part of this work within DEI is, you know, because there's so much biases that people experience, and we all have them. We all have these biases, um, but it's starting with yourself first, you know, and just giving you the space and say, you know, I'm going to own my voice here, mm-hmm. and and you know, authentically be who you are. And sometimes I know it's hard because you're trying to fit into other people's expectations of you, mm-hmm. um, but almost, you know, not caring like Brene says in her book. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. You are. I love that. I, I, I want to know, you know, a little bit more, let's dig a little deeper into Christine's world. Um, you know, how do you fill your cup? Like, how do you stay energetically uh, lifted with all of the things that you're doing. I mean, you're, you're 
you're breaking down boundaries and 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 making inclusive um, workforces happen. Um, you are a mom. You are a spouse. You know you are a wonderful um, ally. As far as you know, we Christine and I know each other. We we, we were in the same um, fantastic group called the Crew, um, founded by Tiffany Tufu. So if you haven't heard of that, um, you can you can learn more. I'll put some information in our notes for that um, shameless plug. But how do you do it all? How do you keep your cup full, Christine? Uh, I, I certainly don't do it all. I tiff, what Tiffany says, drop the ball, right? Yeah. We have to drop the ball to get certain things. But I think uh, for me, it's been really honing in on what are my true values? Mm-hmm. Um, what are um, things that I want to prioritize on? And um, going from there, I, I don't, before, you know, I was, I wanted to do everything and perfectly and, you know, and you can't, you can't, you can't do everything. Um, you have to really hone in on what matters to you most. And so one is health. Um, I found that, you know, really putting myself first, which is hard, yes. hard to do. Yes. <laughs> I know you can relate with me, Joy, because it's, yes. it's hard, <laughs> hard. It is. It's like when you're so in engrossed with serving others, right? But what I found is you can't serve others when you're not taking care of yourself. So I really made it a daily practice for myself to wake up in the morning and do um, meditation is really helped me um, find that space to slow down my mind, be in the present. I'm naturally a to-do lister with like checklists and I just want to achieve everything and get everything done. And for me, it's like not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, but truly be one with your breath in the moment has been very transformative to how I care for myself. So that has been a daily practice and through that finding gratitude. So I, every morning I put my feet down, I say, thank you for another day on this planet. And that's kind of the mindset that I have. And anytime that I feel flustered or if I'm, I, I literally get up from my seat and I do a 10 minute meditation and <laughs> I just put yourself you know, in out. <laughs> I myself, I'm like, no, this is because for me, what I found when I'm in that, in those frantic state, I don't show up to my meetings at work or in my life with my kids. Like I don't show up the way that I want to show up. Mm-hmm. And it's like a five minute or 10 minute shift yeah. of like just a small daily affirmation or whatever I do, the shift in energy really um, transcends then the, the relationship or the conversation I'm having. So it's kind of like checking in with yourself and be like, yeah. hey, why am I not feeling good right now? Something just triggered me. Instead of reacting to it, take a moment for yourself to take a step back and pause and then reflect you know, in, in the conversation. And, and that's kind of what I also help leaders do yeah. with, especially in a diversity and equity inclusion conversation is be able to take, really take a mindful step back, recognize what you're fearful of in that moment. Um, you know, you might want to fight, flight and freeze. Why? Mm-hmm. Right. Like instead of reacting to it, take that pause and, and then come back. Um, so that's, that's been a huge one for me is being able to do some meditation and just some self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, setting boundaries has been another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being able to really hone in on, you know, I can't be on work 24 hours a day. Yeah. 
It's not possible. It's not, it's it's not, not possible. And it's, it's pretty easy to do, right? If you're yeah. in the home and it's so close. Um, so for me, it's, um, I, I did a very small thing at work. I put a truly human notice and I said, you know, in this time, please, um, you know, recognize that I might be sending you an email that is convenient for me, but if it's not convenient for you, I welcome you to, you know, put it, um, respond back to me what it is because taking time with family, eating right, you know, is, is priority or something along those lines. I'll, I'll send it to you if you, if you're interested. That's really but, nice. I like that a lot. You know, it's like a little hum, truly human notice mm-hmm. and people have, I can't tell you how many times people have appreciated it, just seeing that in my email signature. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, okay, she's sending me an email at 11 o'clock at night. That may be a good time for me. I put the kids to bed. You know, I may have done a yoga class at 9 30 in the morning, but now, you know, I'm respond. I'm sending you an email at 11 o'clock because that's good for me. Right. I'm not expecting you to send me an email back at 11 o'clock at night if it's not good for you. <laughs> I love that. You're giving people permission to make their own boundaries. Yes, and I think yes. that's important. I think. That is so key to having that um, harmony. I won't say balance because there's no such thing, Um, but you definitely can create more harmony in your life by just keeping it real and just saying, hey, listen, I'm giving you an answer when it's good for me. You give me an answer when it's good for you. And I love that. I think that's fantastic. Please send that. Um, yes, I, will. I will. And you know what? I might, you know, for our, our audience, I'll put it in sure. the, um, the notes so that you have it so that you can send a truly human notice, you know, to, to all of your uh, coworkers. Yes, I would love that would be a dream state, um, Joy, if we can have everyone just copy and paste that yes. signature and, and circulate that around to the, you know, work world. <laughs> Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. So we're running out of time and I don't want to take up too much because I know that you are changing the world one step at a time. Um, I wanted to know, this is a question, my favorite question to ask on Career Review Mirror is if you could share one or two career tips with your younger you, what would they be? I know I was, you know, this question, uh, cause there's so many things that, right. Like, as you, you're like, I just wish you knew, but it's kind of part of the journey of learning right. and self-exploration. Um, so for me is, is, is really like own your own power, mm-hmm. like have self-compassion and self-love for yourself. Um, you know, for me, it's taking me this long to, <laughs> give myself the, the self-love and, and I still struggle with that. You know, there's yeah. times I'm really hard on myself. I have to be this perfect person. And I just, um, I'm sure you saw this one picture I, I, I sent. It was a seashell that my daughter found on the beach and it had a crack in it. And she goes, mom, I love the seashell, but it's cracked. I'm like, perfect learning moment mm-hmm. for a 10 year old, because I was like, look how perfectly imperfect it is, yeah. you know? And and she was like, what, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, you know, um, and I remembered my father was shared this quote from Rumi, who is a Persian poet. My parents, yeah, as, as I said, they're from Iran. The wound is the place where the light enters you was a quote that my father would share from Rumi. Mm-hmm. And in this defining moment with my daughter, I'm like, sometimes, you know, we all have pieces that are imperfect about us or broken like the seashell, but that's where the learning happens. That's where the light comes in. And, you know, it's something that I wish I knew 
(laughs) as we're going through life, lots of ups and downs, lots of challenges and various things, embrace those moments, you know, and, and uh, know that again, that's how the light comes in is through those wounds that you're experiencing in life. Wow. So that's one big piece of advice I would give myself. Fantastic (laughs) advice. That is fantastic advice. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of these great nuggets of knowledge um, about your career view past, you, you know, so others can pave their future. Where can we find more information about you? Do you have a website? Do you have yes, well, you know? I'm on LinkedIn? I'm very, um, very active on LinkedIn. You can find me there. My website, uh, my personal website, igniteinclusion.com. Certainly you can message me there. Um, but yeah, I would love to stay connected with, with your audience. And, um, it's always so amazing just talking with you. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I know we could go for hours and <laughs> you know what we probably, you know, I will put the name of the book for Miss Brown. We'll, we'll find out what Brene's book is, um, and, and put that in there, but I definitely will share all of the places where we can find you, Christine and Thank you. Thank you for, for allowing us to, 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 to peek into your world and how you've created a culture for, of belonging through your, your vast career and the things that have impacted your life. Thank you. Thank you for just the space to have a conversation and learn from each other and continue to champion elevating voices like this. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really enjoyed being here with you. Yes. Thank you all for listening and watching Careerview Mirror. If you like what you've heard and seen, please like and share and subscribe and tell a friend and whatever it is that you need to do to share it and pass it on. This is some good stuff here. And uh, I really appreciate you watching and listening. Thanks again for watching and listening to Careerview Mirror. And we'll see you next time. Take care.